<laughs> Hello, and welcome in, everybody. Welcome once again to the Team Narwhal 6 Fantasy Football League. It is week four, and we're excited to bring you guys a brand new show to pick up on all the action from last week and get you prepped for everything around the league as we enter week four. Joining me today, as always, the young Eric Colness. Eric, what's up? Hello. And then uh, we, we have another special guest on today. We've got the one, the only, the owner of Alvin and the Chubmunks, Doug Hodge. Doug, Hello, how are you? Hello, everybody. <laughs> D- Doug, you're a robot. Am I? It sounds shit. Oh, never mind. It's good now. It's good now. Okay. You're good. You sound great on mine. You sound, you sound beautiful. <laughs> Oh. It's good to hear your voice. How uh, before we get get too far and start start getting into some some league news, Doug, is there anything you want to want to want to tell us about uh, how how you've been feeling about the the football season this year? Just anything? Any general comments? Um, well, the Dolphins are not. This is like the, you know, maybe Alabama could take them this year. Just kidding, <laughs> dude. I'd believe it. I don't know if I believe it, but it's definitely possible. How are you feeling about your team? Uh, not the greatest right now, but I feel pretty secure in some positions. But uh, I got to see if Alshon and – I got Aguilar as a backup today. Surprised he was available, honestly. And, I was too. Uh, that was a nice snag for you. Yeah, I, I made a couple pretty solid snags today. I think everyone forgot about well, waivers. I we'll get to that here shortly. Okay, then I will go to more into it. But yeah, I think I'm having cool. a pretty yeah, good season, no. and uh, my comeback win against Bready feels really good. Yeah, well, we'll get into, into all that detail here in, in just a minute. Um, before before we dig into a recap um, from last week, let's talk about some league news real quick. Um, guys, Melvin Gordon has is going to be showing up. To play football with the the Los Angeles Chargers, aka the Clippers. Melv, thoughts? It's a big Eric? deal. That's oh, go ahead, e. dude. Melvin's my boy. You guys know Melvin's been my boy since day one. We grew up together. We we were we were on the streets together. Me and Melvin are tight. I'm so glad he's back. And I honestly think I don't know what they're gonna do when he like he's not playing this weekend, but next weekend, but. <clears throat> I think uh oh Doug's Doug just left us. RIP. But <laughs> he can rejoin, right. right? He should be able to rejoin. All right, Doug. But anyway, yeah, Melvin I'm super pumped for him. I think he's just gonna fall right back into what he's been doing. Uh yeah. Awesomeness. I'm telling Doug to rejoin. I'm gonna continue recording for the time being. Okay. No, but I agree with you. How many how many weeks are you giving Melvin um, before he's back in the fold? I mean, I think pro- probably the first week. Doug, hello. Welcome back, Doug. Probably the first week Melvin's back. He, they might take it a little easier with him, similar to what they did Zeke week one when they weren't really. I mean, he wasn't practicing with the team, um, but they, he does have kind of a long time since he's not playing this week, so we'll see. But I think maybe at least by the second week he's back, I feel like Melvin's going to be full on in the fray. He's a running back. He knows what to do. Just like Le'Veon when people were concerned about what he was going to look like yeah. this year. Too good. Too, too good for it to matter. 
Awesome. All right, before we move on, Doug, are you there now? Yeah, I'm good. Awesome. All right, let's start talking about last week. I'm going to crack a drink. Let's get in the mood here, boys. Let's uh, let's do this thing. Last week's show, did we not? We made some great predictions. Let's go through last week's scoreboard. We had uh, we had Kareem Punt, the man, the myth, the legend, um, Nate's team, absolutely dumpstering me. I did have Nate winning this one. Um, who did you have in this game, Eric? I'm like 90% sure I chose you. Yeah, I think you did too. I definitely did. Um, Alec against Glock and Mayamari. Did you take down who we had in this game? I want to say I went with Alec because I'm pretty sure I told JJ that I was disrespecting him pretty hard by taking him there. No, we but... both went we both went okay. Al, remember and then JJ messaged us saying you got I needed some respect. And speaking and then... of and speaking of Alex's team and making a good call there. How about Mike Evans? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You you were all over the Mike Evans bandwagon yeah. this week, Eric. Dude, that dude, he had two touchdowns and almost 100 yards in the first quarter. I was like, "Yep, this is my life." Um, in the matchup of your Dark Helmet team against Nolan's trash team, I randomly took Nolan, and I don't – watch out, guys. Look, I'm 3-0 and so far on these picks. What's happening? I'm not really sure what you're talking about. This game didn't <laughs> actually – this game didn't actually happen. <laughs> oh, okay. This is not real. the most fun game of the week. The game that came down to Monday Night Football, <laughs> Brett and Doug. <laughs> Who did we have in this one? I think you both have Brit. I feel I like it does. Wait, Doug, who did we have? I think you both had Brad. Damn. That sounds right. right. I was pretty bad. That does sound right. I think, yeah. And I was nervous there with Keenan Allen, man. Dude, I was fucking nervous, and I definitely am not surprised you guys went with Brett. I was kind of feeling that way, too, even. But I am super happy that exactly what I was needed to happen happened on that Monday night. Like, yeah, dude, that, um, that was such a crazy close matchup. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. That was the most fun game we've had in a while. Um, and then the last game of the week wasn't close. Um, Flatline absolutely dumpstered Kyle. <laughs> he nailed that one. Um, I told you Evan Ingram was coming for blood against Tampa Bay. And Evan Ingram with Daniel Scones, was out for blood. Um, so that's how the week shaped up in week three. Um, I was surprised by a couple of the results, even though I, I, I went out on a limb taking, taking flatline and taking, uh, taking Nolan and ended up with winning results. But I'm, I'm surprised by those. <laughs> what were your guys' biggest takeaways or biggest surprises from, Honestly, from week three? Last week I couldn't. It was so funny to listen to it. I was just like, Steven's retarded. And <laughs> then, uh, you know, these fucking kids come out of here with, you know, like Flatline and Nolan come out of here with dubs. So I'm just. Like the world is turned the- upside down. Yeah, right. We're in the upside down world. It's fucking bullshit. It's like we were the um, the leaders of the Hunger Games of whatever that planet is. <laughs> and then Nolan is like a. He's he's the, a district thirteen. From District Thirteen. <laughs> Wait, is that like the movie District Nine? <laughs> no, that's kind of. Jennifer Nolan's Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And um okay. her love interest. Who's, who's the little blonde kid? Oh my gosh, PETA? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, PETA is uh 
Peter's Alec. Yeah, Peter's Alec. And then who's the hunky guy? The one that's the one that was dating Miley Cyrus or whatever. Oh, uh, Hemsworth. 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 Yeah. Liam Hemsworth. Liam, Liam Hemsworth. That's a Hemsworth. that's Flatline. <laughs> and uh, and that was talking Hunger Games. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. But anyway, yeah, that's my takeaway too. The tables have turned. Good job, Nolan. Good job, uh, Flatline. Oh, how good job, Alex. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> Yeah, it's an intense year. Um, I don't see anybody really dominating. <clears throat> no, I think the league's wide open this year, um, and that makes me excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's uh, as we as we finish up our recap of of week three, um, I would say some of the players that we made good calls on last week: Eric, um, Evan Ingram, Mike Evans, and Alvin Kamara. I think we we nailed the Alvin Kamara take going against oh, his yeah. own defense. Um, had a huge day for Doug's team. Oh my God! Zeke and... tonight already. I didn't put in my receivers. <laughs> That's uh, that doesn't sound ideal, my friend. Oh my God! This fucking West Coast bullshit, dude. <laughs> West Coast start times are tough. Yeah, just for just so the, the you listeners know, we are recording this during the start of Thursday night football. Oh. Oh, and and, so, and in case you guys weren't aware, they are streaming Thursday night football on Twitch TV. So just so you guys know. Oh, I'm on Reddit. Oh, I'm about to on Twitch. <laughs> it's totally free on Twitch in 4K, I think. My guy Buff Streams has it covered on Reddit. Oh my god. Um okay. So let's uh let's each go down the list um and let's go through our our Chris Hogan Memorial Player of Week 3. Have we decided on renaming renaming it? Are we sticking with the Chris Hogan Memorial? Uh, I like Chris Hogan Memorial. I think yeah, cuz you don't change it from the Walter Payton Award, you know. Just cuz you retired. That's a good point you make, Doug. Yep. That's why we have you on this week. Boom. The voice of the people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, Eric, would you like to start with your Chris Hogan Memorial player? Yeah, for Eric, sure. Eric. And the I'll I'll start because I made a mistake last week, guys. One of my duds happened to be someone by the name Philip Lindsay against Green Bay. All signs in my eyes pointed to him having a poor game. <clears throat> And he absolutely popped off for two touchdowns, 81 yards uh, on the ground and 49 yards receiving. So, Phil Lindsay, good job. You proved me wrong. You got twice the carries you got against Chicago or Oakland. And you scored 29 points. Good job. Helped Cream Punt uh, destroy Daniel Scones. <clears throat> yeah, we, we did some touting there, but we didn't, uh, we didn't, didn't point out poor takes. Um, and one of those, one of those was maybe Philip Lindsay as a dud of the week. Yeah, so I had to give him back. I had to give him back. Good job, Philip Lindsay. Start of the week. All right, Doug, you're Chris Hogan Memorial Player of Week Three. Are we retarded? It's Daniel Jones. Yes, my namesake. <laughs> no one had him though. It's 100 percent Daniel Jones. First of all, he's a honky. So it's- he is. He is a honky. He's a honky. <laughs> um, but I mean, he comes out of nowhere underdog nobody expects anything out of him and gets a dub without Saquandrius basically the whole game I mean the dude went out for like 40 fantasy points too I'm fucking he's he is my Hogan's hero I love it who picked him up by the way uh, oh, you already know bro oh well we'll get to that in a moment folks. <laughs> all right my my Chris Hogan Memorial player of week three I uh, I was torn between two, and Doug took one of the two that I had, so that'll leave me with 
That'll leave me with my guy, Tyler Lockett. Oh. Tyler Lockett did put in work, boys. I know a lot of it was in garbage time, but we haven't really hadn't really seen Ty Lockett at his at his best yet. Sure, he caught ten balls in week two against Pittsburgh, but for a measly total of seventy nine yards, a lot of it was underneath stuff. In this game, he gets targeted fourteen times, catches eleven of them for a buck fifty four and a touchdown. That's fourteen yards a catch for those of you doing the math at home. Um, nice to see the Russell Wilson Tyler Lockett connection is still there when Seattle is down and they need to chase some points. Um, yeah, Ty Lockett, my Chris Hogan Memorial Player of Week Three. All right, Week Three's in the books, boys. We're moving into Week Four. Before we get to preview and picks, let's take a look at the waiver activity for the week around the league. And if each of you would like to point out one or two things that either you thought were good ads or maybe someone uh, maybe someone shouldn't have dropped as early as they did um, or anything else you'd like to point out, I will leave the floor for you guys to provide some feedback on week four waivers. Um, Doug, you're welcome to start us this time. Uh... Where is the waiver wire on thinking? League Eric, home. you're welcome to start <laughs> okay. us this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, um yeah, waiver uh pretty good um action on the waiver wire. I thought uh not as much as I'd like to see. I'd really like every, all L twelve of us be putting in claims every week. That's really uh what you gotta do. But um surprisingly again, I'm gonna go with Nolan. Both of Nolan's picked up I but pickups I really like. I think Jared Cook wasn't exactly panning out at tight end, which was a big surprise to, I'm sure, Nolan, but also to really everyone. Um, and Will Disley was a great pickup at tight end. That dude's been a beast this year. Uh, yeah, he had two touchdowns uh, week two, a touchdown week three, six catches, 60 yards. Um, solid pickup, can slot him in at tight end. And then also um, Marcus Valdez Scanling. We meme the Packers wide receivers, but like, in a year where it kind of looks like, unfortunately, the Packers' offense is going to be uh, somewhat operational again, um, that guy's basically the wide receiver too. So, two two good pickups from uh, Nolan here. What do you think, Stephen? Um, as far as Nolan's pickups or overall, overall, um, overall, overall. So I thought I thought you getting Wayne Gallman was a nice nice add. I'm not like you're never super excited to add a Wayne Gallman. Wayne I had Gallman's- to though. No, I know, and I'm not. I'm not hating on you there. Wait, wait, adding Wayne Gallman is is never exciting, but he's going to be getting RB one. You know, he's going to be getting the workload that a that a horse would get, that a that a Cadillac would get, if you will. Um, and that at least gives you some depth at a, a position that's relatively thin. My favorite pickup of the week, um, you had already mentioned, and that's Will Disley. Fun fact, boys, the number one tight end, the number one scoring tight end in each week through three weeks has been the tight end that has played against the Arizona Cardinals. Do you guys know who <laughs> Will Disley plays against this week? The Arizona Cardinals? Wow, you, you nailed it, Eric. Dude, oh my god. Dude, that's that's because I watched Rick and Morty. That's how I could do that. <laughs> that could be dangerous, boys. Oh, um, yeah. I like Doug's pickup of Nelson Aguilar, who we're going to see see play play ball tonight and hopefully catch some footballs. Little aside, did anyone see the guy, the Nelson Aguilar catching babies guy, on the internet? Yeah, that was super dank. <laughs> it was also one of the few times where like the follow up interview was just as good, if not better, than the original. Um, that guy just seems hilarious. I think he needs his own show. 
he's pure comedy. Um, anyway, back on track here. Um, one of the one of the moves I wasn't super fond of was the dropping of Ronald Jones. I kind of I, I kind of have a soft spot for Rojo, and then the adding of Daryl Williams is fine, I think. But you're again, you're never excited to add a Daryl Williams. That's like adding a Toyota Corolla to your garage, like a 2008 Toyota Corolla. Um, <laughs> better than Kenyon Drake, which is like a broken Lambo. Oh no! Can't get I'm not knocking the pick. I'm just saying it's not a sexy yeah. ad. Oh no! I I do it for depth at this point. Um, actually, what I was looking at, like mine is just depth. I don't need Mitchell anymore because he's not going to have a great year, and, and I'm trying to make other moves. Um, what I was surprised at was the uh, dropping of Kyle Rudolph and adding a Vernon Davis, but I guess that might just be a homer pickup because <laughs> Vernon is a 49er forever. Um, dropping Baker is a bold one because I still think Cleveland turns it around. Uh, I mean, he's look at the weapons he has. Like, I don't know how you can be down on the guy after only a couple games. Um, and then uh, I, I'm the opposite with you on Rojo. I'm always happy to see him dropped because he's trash. <laughs> Yeah. I thought M- MVS is going to pick up for sure. Yeah, I think MVS is, is, is better for depth than Rojo. Rojo is one of those people you will never play. You'll never start him. He will sit on your bench all year and a waste space, but you just don't have the balls to cut him because you're like, what if he breaks out? But you're never going to start you know, him in the game if he breaks out. I mean, you're never going to do that. And like, even if you're like, look at him like, oh, what if uh, the other running back gets hurt and he gets like running back one numbers the rest of the year? It ain't gonna happen. You're you're sitting on a prayer. It's a waste of space. At least MVS will like ha- add some depth, especially if there's an injury on the Green Bay team. So, I just think it's a better, you know. When has Rojo ever like been an RB two even? Like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you guys here. I I've loved what I've seen from Rojo in the past two weeks, and I think he ends up taking the job from Peyton. He's the guy they trust down the stretch. He's gonna yeah. be the guy. Even if it's the guy that they trust, it's the fucking Bucks. Who gives a shit about who the Bucks trust? Hey man, I trust none of them. Thin position. That's all I'm saying. It's it's all one person, and his name is what the fuck ever his name is. The receiver. I don't know. I understand. I'm not sure. I agree. Um, let Let's finish up with with. Um, well, why, finish- well, one thing quickly. Why do you like? think that they're going to suddenly break out. Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones have been in the league both for veteran contracts. They haven't done anything. Uh, this is Why Ronald is Jones' not... second year. Oh, then I'm thinking of someone else. But nonetheless, Peyton Barber, he hasn't done shit. I know, and I'm, I, I'm not a big Peyton Barber guy. Peyton Barber's a smaller runner that runs like he's a bigger runner, which, like, cool, dude. That's I, I love what you're doing, throwing your body around, but that's that's not your game. I'm not a big have Peyton fun Barber fan. I'm hoping that the the Bucks give Rojo more run because I think he's explosive. Watching him take that forty that forty yard screen last week, I, he showed some burst and broke a couple tackles. I'd love to see Rojo at least touch the ball more just to see what he's capable of. I feel like we've only seen a little bit from him. So um, you're 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 thinking of it from like a Patriots fan perspective, where the team would actually make a good move. It's the Bucks, dude. They're not going to do it. They haven't done it. They didn't do it last year when the Rojo was clearly better. I just. Their ownership, they're in a stupid spot. I think the Bucks suck, and I just avoid it. I understand. Again, I'm not sure I agree, but I, I, I understand your sentiment. Let's finish our week four yeah, waivers with, uh, with Eric talking on, um, on his ad of my team's namesake, Daniel Jones. Oh, Daniel Jones? 
he's a uh, yeah. Talk to me about Daniel Jones. He um, absolutely <laughs> popped off last week. Ran for two touchdowns. Right, threw for three. I don't know two. He's a monster. Loved him. He's got the swag. He's better than Baker. <laughs> but uh, enough yeah, said. No, that's all. Super. That's all. It super is right pumped. Here, right? And uh, you might see him in the starting lineup this week. <laughs> Well, he is going against a horrible, horrible defense, and I'm sure we will get to that here shortly. That was your week four waiver recap. That being said, boys, it is time to go preview some games and make some picks. I hope you guys are prepared. Also, breaking news. Aaron Jones. Breaking news. Yes. I'm alive. Aaron Jones has punched in a three-yard touchdown. Hell yeah. But you love to see that. Things you love to see. All right. Week four is upon us, boys. Let's get things started. The first matchup that we're going to talk about is the guy who owns Aaron Jones, <laughs> your co-host Eric Holness, sitting at a balmy 0-3, taking on a mightily struggling brunch with Daniel Scone's team, your host's squadron. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start with a neutral observer to point out one or two things of interest here. Um, Doug, go ahead and start on my side of the ball. Yeah, um, quickly, I think both these coaches are on the hot seat right now. Um, <laughs> they have great Fire me. <laughs> I came in on the hot seat. <laughs> um. On your side of the ball, I am obviously obsessed with Russ. I mean, it's against Arizona's poo-poo defense. Um, and I see him just going out there and lighting it up with uh, Lockett and with, uh, what, Kissley or whatever his name is. Um, Todd's back. Uh, I think he's – well, I mean, Todd's going to be back, I think, this week is what I'm going to say. Uh, not, um, and I think he's going to go out there and, and, and be Todd Gurley this week. I think everyone's going to see what they – to see out of him, even though I don't think he's going to get any more touches, I think he's just going to play better. Um, I think he's probably getting used to not being a feature at all back and kind of being a part of a game plan. And once he does that and sees where he fits his piece, he might be a little bit more successful. And I can see that happening this week against a, a weaker defense. Um, OBJ against Baltimore, I, uh, that's one that's tough because Baltimore's defense is good again as well as their offense. Um, I could see Baltimore dominating that game, but then I could also see Cleveland coming out and, like, for some reason doing well. Um, but, yeah, I see, like, oh, well, one concern I have is uh, Jason Witten because he's basically reliant on a, on a touchdowns. Little seven-yard curl? Yeah, the seven-yard curl, or aren't, he runs into the flat. Aren't all tight ends kind of reliant on touchdowns after, like, the first five guys? Um, yeah, okay, well, yeah, after the first five guys, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> never, yeah, never mind, I guess. No, I, I would it's just a concern for me, someone... too. I agree. I mean, basically, yeah. you're capped at, like, nine points with Witten, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless he catches two touchdowns. <laughs> he, he gets between four and nine points every week. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Witten has three touchdowns <laughs> for four here's yards. The, here's the... Here's the ceiling for Jason Witten, guys. The ceiling for Jason Witten is like four catches for like 32 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> that is so true. Oh, Continue, Doug. 
Well, one thing on your side also I'm really excited about um, is actually Calvin Ridley. Yes. I love him. I love his brother because he's a bear. And I want the Ridley brothers to catch a thousand yards every year. So, I, and I think, you know, Calvin's super good and, 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 and can. Wow, he's super good. Um, but they're all super good. They're all athletes in the NFL. But, you know what I mean? I, I really like Calvin. I think that he's going to be the new Calvin that dominates people for a while, um, especially with Julio taking some heat. Once uh, Matt Ryan stops throwing interceptions, I, I see Atlanta coming back a little bit. Even though I'm not, even though Big Cat is completely against that, it's like his team that he always bets and loses. But I, uh, I'm on that train where I think Atlanta can actually win some games this year, especially against a team like Tennessee, who is middling on offense at best. So I'll, I'll go ahead and speak before Eric here on my team, just really quickly. Um, I have some concerns about my matchups this week, boys. Um, <laughs> Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley's great. However, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number two in adjusted line yards against the run. It might not seem like it because they've given up some, some large scores on the scoreboard. But they stop the run. That is one thing they do well. Shaquille Barrett is an absolute stud for Tampa Bay. Todd Gurley hasn't looked as explosive as I would like. I'm interested to see what that matchup turns into. Doug has already mentioned the tough matchups for my receivers. Um, Odell and Stephon Diggs both have difficult matchups. Um, so, yeah, basically, Jason Witten and Jake Elliott, time to carry me, guys. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I do like Russell Wilson's matchup. Um, I can see that game being relatively high scoring and the tempo being being high. That Arizona-Seattle game out in the desert. Um, Arizona's defense hasn't impressed me at all, and I can see them having to go up and down the field to match whatever Cliff and Kyler can pull out of their butts in that game. So, um, I've got some decisions to make. I've got potential of slotting in Damian Williams. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not real excited about the outlook this week. Eric, do you want to want to comment on my side at all before you talk about your own team? Uh, you, you guys basically covered it, but I'm just going to go ahead and agree also with Calvin Ridley. <clears throat> I think last week the only reason he didn't really get uh, looked at too much is because he was he was hurt, right? Or it was kind of nursing a injury, wasn't fully uh, healthy. Um, but beyond that, he's been a stud this year. So. And that guy's a bona fide wide receiver, too, for a heavy pass offense. So, really, I think a solid, I would agree, solid um, throw down on flex. One thing, uh, really quick, I'd like to say, just based on the flex thing, is I actually really like Tariq this week. I feel like he's going to be game-planned against Minnesota a lot because I think that's going to work better than just using someone like uh, Montgomery uh, against Minnesota's team, even though they have a strong nickel, but whatever. Um I also love the Frank Gore pickup, I'd like to say. And Tom Brady against Buffalo is always a good play, even if Russell's against Arizona, because Tom Brady slaughters Buffalo. He has more wins in Buffalo than any other quarterback in the last, like, 40 years. So, good good job, Tom. <laughs> does, does Tom have more wins than any other quarterback in any team at their home? <laughs> Uh, Probably. I mean, besides Green Bay, maybe. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll get our stats department working on that. Um, Doug, <laughs> I did like your, your sentiment about Tariq. Tariq is a matchup problem for the Viking linebackers. All right, we got to get this thing moving. We're already at the 30-minute mark. Eric, go ahead and talk about your team. Yeah, oh, I mean, obviously, it's been a struggle for your boy. It's been bad. It's been rough, and it's only getting rougher because Saquon Barkley is going to be out for the next uh, four to eight weeks or whatever. Um but I think there's some good things that you like 
uh, on my team this week. I think Kenny Galladay that week that he the last Sunday was kind of a weird game. You still had a lot of targets, just couldn't they didn't really give him the ball, um, which is unfortunate. But I expect a bounce back week from him, especially playing KC, the standard um, high flying game, kind of like we predicted last week with Baltimore and KC. Um, so I like Kenny here in the spot. Um, also like Marquise Brown uh, had a bit of a down game, right? I think. Yeah, he only had two two catches. Uh, but I like him against Cleveland here. I think that's a good matchup. And uh, um, I also, uh, for whatever reason, I'm getting the itch. I feel like Aaron Jones might score a two-yard touchdown in the first quarter of Thursday night's game. <laughs> wow. Wonder, wonder how you figured that one out. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely a bit worried. But, you know, doing my best to piece together a lineup that I feel can grab me a W. What do you guys think? Doug, I'll let you have the floor. Uh, yeah. Um, I think Aaron Jones is also going to get a touchdown in the first quarter of the game on Thursday. Uh, oh, my God. We're so like-minded. Yeah, I think I just – I thought it was a really good idea. Um, I don't see Daniel Jones popping off, personally. Uh, so, he's what I see as kind of being a weak point. Yeah, I know I love him and all, but I don't think he's going to pop off this week. Um, and then also, I see Kenny popping off because I think he's going to have a bounce-back week. And I think Marvin Jones is going to be – more of a distraction now because people are actually going to key on him because they're not going to ignore him and, mm-hmm. you know, double team Kenny for everything. Like some teams did last week. Um, I don't like Larry against Seattle, but you know, Larry's kind of matchup proof. And uh, dude, does he not have like the highest floor though? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's never going to get less than 12, which is amazing for a tight end. Well, I guess it's really amazing for anyone, but, um, and then, uh, Travis Kelsey, or not Travis Kelsey, Marquise Brown. Uh, I think he's going to have a pretty good game. He's going to bounce back from last week's shit show, in my opinion. I think, because I, I just, I think uh, the Browns have been beat over top twice now already, and they haven't played a guy like, uh, yeah, Hollywood Brown. So I think they're going to get beat, down, beat by him again. <laughs> Your bench. The only. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the only thing I'll I'll add, which I'll second, is we've talked on the show before. For some reason, the Kansas City defensive backs. I don't know what it is. It's the uniform, something. They're horrible. Agree. Kenny Galladay, bounce back week. Traffic um, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and pick this one, boys. Um, I'll get us started. I hate this matchup. I'm taking Eric. Lock it in. Doug. I guess I'll, I'll go. I'll go next. So Doug can be the okay. tiebreaker. Uh, I hate this matchup. Lock in, Steven. <laughs> hey, Doug. Um, I think uh, Steven's highly dependent on Mark Ingram and Russell Wilson this week. Uh, and that's basically his entire team this week. So if they pop off, Steven wins. But I don't know if they really will. I got Eric. Yes. That's actually probably bad for me. Crap. No, no, no. I am. I don't know what to make of this. I am Shwarma or whatever. What's the guy who can read the future? An Indian? Swami. Bonswani? Swami. Swami. I am... Swami says? Swami says. Dude, come I on. I can't go 0-4. Right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next game. This is going to be a little bit skewed here, guys. We've got a 2-1 lock in my Amari, lacking respect JJ team, taking on a 1-2 Breddy team, coming off of a devastating last-minute loss. 
We're going to have a little bit of a skewed viewpoint here because we are allowed to see that Devontae Adams has already caught four balls for 83 yards in the middle of the first quarter for JJ. Decent, decent. Decent, decent start. Um, that being said, anyway, I'll get us started on Brett's side of the football, and then I will I will let you guys um, go to work. Here's what I'm, what I'm going to say. I love – obviously, you love any time you get to play the Dolphins – but the Eckler-Keenan-Allen combination this week should be a real problem for J.J. <laughs> and a real good thing for Brett. Filth. Could be absolute filth. Um, and Jared Goff gets to go back home against the Tampa Bay secondary that struggled to slow down Daniel Jones and company. Um, I think those three could be real high points for Brett's team. Um, Eric, what do you think? I'll, I'll let you chime in. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, those two are definitely would be what I would highlight on his team. If there's anywhere where I'd be worried, it'd be TJ Hawkinson. That that dude had, is he's a rookie, right? I'm pretty sure he's a rookie. But he had one good game. Rookie from Iowa. And since that one good game, he's uh, sucked cock. And they haven't even used him in the same way they used him in game one. So I know he's got a good matchup, uh, but I don't know. I think... <clears throat> I guess this is more personal because I started uh, TJ Hawkinson in my other league over Eric Ebron, and he got me half a point, so I was really tilted by that. But um, <laughs> that, dude, fuck TJ Hawkinson, dude. I lost by like five points, too. I would have won if I started Eric Ebron. Anyway, um, I think one thing that I would look at for Brett is, and I don't want to make his decisions for him, but Chris Godwin has been a stud this year. Absolute. I mean, stud for, you know, RB2 or, um, Wide receiver two levels. Um, I think Brett's definitely got a decision to make at uh, at um, flex here, or even RB two. I mean, uh, wide receiver two. Uh, really like uh, Chris Godwin here. Um, but yeah, some some ups and some downs on Brett's side. What, what were your thoughts, Doug? Yeah, no, I actually strongly agree with you at the last point. I put Chris Godwin over Robert Woods um, this week. Um, and pretty much any week, honestly. I see Chris Godwin's getting way more involved down there in Tampa Bay. Um, and he looks good, too. Yeah. He, like skill. Yeah, He's a, I agree. Except for the three catches for 40 yards last week. Yeah, I know. Okay, I, I, hey, I said that. They were said good said catches. Week, okay. Dude, it, wait, he still had three catches for 40 yards, which is not a good fantasy day. But freaking Mike Evans had 45 points. That's a tremendous roar, in my opinion. If I only – you know, seven, that's – you know. It's not zero. Yeah. It's not zero. It's not point five. It's not one catch for six yards, Calvin Ridley. Dude, <laughs> dude, point five points is more triggering than zero. Like, all right, more. I think we've covered a little bit on Brett's side. Doug, do you want to start us on JJ? Uh, yes. Um, I personally hate his team and everything about it, except for Devontae Adams. In all honesty. Ouch. Um, I actually oh, yeah five five catches for ninety four yards now. Boys. Oh my god, he's so good. Okay, well Devontae's gonna win the game. Uh, for him. Um, but I don't really like Amari Cooper right now. Uh, I don't know why. I just don't see him be continuing to do what he does. I don't know. I just I think teams are going to start to learn their, their offense a little bit better, uh, especially since – I mean, Amari's getting more involved and Zeke's getting less involved, but it's still Zeke. Like, he's going to start ball hogging, I think, eventually, especially in December uh, when it matters. And uh, I know that didn't happen last year because they seemingly played in a dome every game last year. But um, when it does matter, I see uh, Zeke getting more more reps. Um, I loved, but I do love Darren Waller 
I mean, the dude is a recovering drug addict, as we all know, <laughs> from fucking uh, hard common knocks. knowledge. Yeah, common knowledge at this point. Um, I think he's a beast, though. I don't know, where, like, like he must have been a complete monster before the drug addiction. Um, but he is—he's just a ball hog. I mean, even if he only gets, you know, whatever fifty yards or whatever, he got like ten targets. So I mean, that's just—he's got twenty-nine targets on the year already. It's been three weeks. If you get ten targets on a tight end each week, that's that's incredible. I mean, you're—that's number. That's why our tight end one numbers. So. Um, and pretty much like I think I could think Darren Waller's number top three uh, tight end throughout the year. Um, I really liked him on Hard Knocks last year. <laughs> yeah, um, he seemed he seemed. Uh, I mean, he seems like he matches well with the Oakland offense and the Oakland like brand that they're trying to make. So I can see him being a pretty good player for a couple of years. Um, and the Oakland brand is, of course, recovering drug addicts. Um, but. <laughs> He's so on brand for Oakland. Yeah, it's just that's Oakland in a nutshell. So, um, but yeah, joking aside, JJ's team is obviously beautiful. I, I have a huge concern of James Conner still because Pittsburgh is imploding, and it's it's hilarious to see. But uh, that's my biggest question mark for his team. I think Matt Ryan's going to figure it out. Marlon Mack and Indy are just they love it. I think Indy's I think Indy's going to be a really good team. I think they're a playoff team. Um, but yeah, JJ's got some good depth uh, with uh, T.Y. Hilton that he still won't play, which infuriates me. But um, whatever. I mean, I for me, I take out James Conner, I put Derrick Henry up there, and I put in T.Y. Hilton. That's what I do. So, I 100% agree with you on Darren Waller, Doug. He has impressed me big time. He big, fast, great hands. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here again, guys. James Conner bounce back week is this week. And you want to know why? I'm going to go back into the stat sheet again, guys. I'm sorry to bore you with numbers. Well, um, since he sucks. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals are the fifth worst team in adjusted line yards against the run. Um, I absolutely love this matchup for James. If he's going to have a breakout coming out party this year, at least early in the See, year. This is the game right here. If he doesn't come out this week, then we can we can all but give up on James. But I'm telling you, Connor finds the end zone this week. Maybe gets near 100 total scrimmage yards. I I like like his chances to have a big game on Monday night back home. Is James Connor a um, gay boy? Uh, duh. What? So <laughs> I don't know. You said Maybe he's coming out. You said he's coming out. Um, I'd like to say oh, just quickly that it's not like. Okay, yes, they're playing the fifth worst run defense, adjusted line, whatever. But they're like the fifth worst offense too. They're terrible. They are horrendously bad right now on offense and in general. Just be like just because of the Steelers does not mean they're good. Like we all have this image in our head of like the Steelers putting up fat points with Big Ben and stuff, but they are look terrible. And they ha- they don't have Ben anymore. Their O line is hurt. They they have one receiver in Juju Smith Schuster who is getting fucking destroyed every game. I the Steelers are fucked. I think they're a terrible team, and I don't think they're going to adjust anything. And I think they might lose next week. So I, I just don't see it happening. Even though they're playing against a bad team, they're also bad. So Pittsburgh is twenty fifth in adjusted line yards for their offensive line. They have trouble moving people around, but I think that's also been a little bit matchup dependent. Um, I still like Connor in this spot, um, even though the Steelers are 
a subpar offense for the time being. They are the um, worst offense also, in the also NFC, to it a little North. bit. Though. They have the worst defense in the AFC North. Like they're terrible, in my opinion. But yeah, um, you alluded to it a little bit, Doug. I do, I do like uh, I do like some of the options that JJ has in his bench for the rest of the season. Baby Chark, um, as well as Ty. Sure. Whenever his quad gets healthy, and then DK Metcalf there. Uh, I like that they're trying to force that guy the ball downfield a little bit. Um, Eric, do you want to finish us up and then start the picking? Speaking of DJ sure. Shark, why has nobody picked up Minshew? Start him. He's a legend. <laughs> do it, <Doug. laughs> No way. Um, my team's already bad enough. Yeah, I think I, I agree with what you guys said. I think my biggest point you guys touched on a lot was, like, just how deep JJ's team and how many uh, decisions he can really make with his starting lineup. Like, you could easily find see a world where you're starting Austin Hooper, T.Y. Hilton, and DJ Shark this game, you know? So, I think – it's it's proud of JJ for really piecing together a solid lineup and making the moves to get himself the two on one here. Um, but yeah, I think I'll go ahead and pick this one. Um, I don't know. I think I think JJ's going to keep rolling here, dude. Not that I know that uh, Devonte Adams already has sixteen points in the first quarter, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Black and my Mari. Doug, go ahead and pick it, my friend. Yeah, I got uh, JJ as well. Uh, I just don't see uh, Christian McCaffrey having as good of a game as Houston. So I think that's going to really hamper Brett because he's been kind of dragging Brett's lifeless and, corpse along. And TJ Hawkinson's going to score zero points. Yeah. Go ahead, see. JJ, go go beat a good team, and then and then, then you'll get my love. I'm taking Brett here. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. You guys should fight. You guys should fly, fly to a neutral location and fight. <laughs> <laughs> Is Illinois a neutral location now? Yes. Yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. Is your living room? Is your Dude, living room available? For living that? room no, wrestling no. We'll matches. Go Let's go. Go to Vegas. We'll, we'll get a UFC ring. Oh my god! I'm so done. Sign me up. I'm in. All right, boys. Let's move to our third matchup. We've got the mighty three and O Mike Hunt team, led by Alec Underwood, taking on the Zoe Memorial tackling Sal Mortality team led by Kyle sitting at a solid two and one. Um, one thing that I will notice is that Kyle has yet to select a starting quarterback or starting RB one this week. Um, so we will have to do our, our matchup preview based on some estimated moves that he might make. That all being said, um, Doug, how about you get us started with, with Kyle's team, who has a Zach Ertz catch for 14 yards to get us started? Uh, well, uh, well, he needs to probably put in Cam and or – Cam's out, I think. Uh, yeah, Kyle Allen. He needs to pick up a wide receiver quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and he needs to probably put in uh, – let's see, who's got a running – LaShawn maybe? I mean, that's really his only option. I like Shady in this spot. Oh, my God. I'm ready for Alec to go pick up every quarterback so that Kyle doesn't have one. Dude, literally, I tried to trade Alec for fucking Deshaun or Lamar with all my heart and soul. Wasn't happening. Anyway, go ahead, Doug. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, But if he does, you know, switch that up, uh, he's looking in a good spot because I think Julio uh, is going to play well this week. I really, really just am on Atlanta this week. Because I think Tennessee is going to have some tragic injury or something. Like Delaney Walker is going to get hurt again or something. Just as the Tennessee way, they're not allowed to be good. Um, on Johnson, I think, is going to go off this week again. 
to this Detroit KC game is going to be, I think, like the one last year was, where it's like a billion points are scored by a billion. I think it was like 44 to 40, some crazy shit like that. So I could see that happening again because um, Detroit's defense is overrated and uh, Kansas City doesn't have one. So I think it'll be pretty fun to watch. Um, I like Tyler Boyd. Um, Cincinnati's problem is not its offense. It's its defense. So I think, you know, not to say that like their quarterback is good, but they have a lot of good pieces and they're putting, and they're still putting up decent enough points against decent enough teams, I guess. I think their offense is probably like 15th. So, I mean, Tyler Boyd especially is a good possession guy and Pittsburgh's defense is, you know, they're terrible. So um, I could see him having a, you know, 18 point week, which is about what they, estimate so that's who I that's what I got on Kyle uh it's not looking strong and uh you know maybe throw out some trades but Eric what do you make of this team before I jump in yeah I think for Kyle it's always tough when you're a best player or debatably your best players on a bye week so you're you're, you're kind of starting off from behind a bit here um I don't hate slot and shading there like I said but um definitely a little uh, worrisome at what would be your RB2, right? Um, love Julio. I agree with you totally, Doug. I, I would not be surprised. I'm not breaking new ground by saying this, but I would. I think Julio's going to uh, finish the season wide receiver one. When you watch him play, he just looks on the absolute top of his game right now. And uh, I think he's due for a big game. And also, uh, Sammy Watkins, super high scoring against Detroit, like you said, Doug. Uh, he's that. He's their number one option. I think he has a really high floor this week. So a lot, a lot of the good things I like about um, uh, Kyle's team, but I do worry. Um, he's got to find some quarterback. Maybe he picks up Baker. Who knows? Uh, and then he's got to uh, uh, replace Shady. Uh, what do you think, Steven? I th- think you guys both really went on a limb there to say that you think Julio Jones is a good football player. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I qualified it. I qualified it by saying I'm not breaking new ground. All right. <laughs> I know you did. I, 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 I had to give you guys just a little bit of a hard time. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, Eric, real quick before before we go away from you, you had an interesting stat for me. There's a player on on Kyle's team that is second in the league in yards per carry. Oh, you want to highlight that? You're getting crazy here with Devin Singletary. I like it. I honestly, Kyle, fucking do it. You won't. You won't do it, Kyle. Put Devin Singletary in there. I'd be down. I wouldn't hate it. I think he's looked really good in the very little amount of work he's gotten so far this year. And if Buffalo decides to start using him a little more, I know he's still uh, nursing an injury. I'm not sure if he's going to be fully healthy for this game. Yeah, he might have to wait a week on him. But, yeah, definitely like um, uh, uh, Devin Singletary uh, at minimum ROS for sure. All right, boys. Steven's going to hop into the, his advanced stats machine again here real quick. I'm going to piggyback off of Doug. We saw what Mark Ingram did to Kansas City's defense last week. Kansas City cannot tackle. The advanced stats share that sentiment. Kansas City is dead last in rushing defense DVOA. Um, the bowling ball that is Mark Ingram ran all over them last week. Arion, a um, little bit of a taller runner, but kind of a you know s- similar runner in, in the fact that he can he can shed some tackles um, and is easy to bring down. I like carry on this week. Um, we get Sammy indoors with Pat. That's going to be exciting. And I'll I'll go back into the advanced stats one more time. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, here, here's a, a hot fact, folks. Not good at football, as Doug mentioned. 
they are fourth worst against the pass DVOA through the football season thus far. Small sample size, but for anyone that has watched Steelers games, it could even be worse. Did you guys see last week? Um, Debo Samuel dropped a wide open like sixty yard touchdown, would be sixty yard touchdown. He's just a free runner. No, yeah, <laughs> that secondary is bad. Um, like I said, there there are no real spots that I'm concerned with that he's currently got slotted in there, but running back and quarterback are big question marks. There are some guys that he could maybe plug in, but no one that I'm getting overly excited about. Um, Doug, I'll let you start again, going back over to Alex's side. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Alex. Uh, Doug? I love, obviously, his quarterback options. Um, I don't. You want me to get started? Can you not hear me? I hear Doug. Oh, fuck up. Are you just a faggot? Hey, hey. Let's be kind to each other on the show. Go ahead, Doug. Um, Wait, I actually don't hear him. What the fuck? Well, Okay, well, I I hear you both, so figure it out, guys. Okay, well. Wait, call me back. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. All right, so. Um, I like his quarterback options. Like I said, uh, I definitely like Lamar this week over to Chandrius. Um, Carolina is sneaky. They're going to be the sneaky team this year because they're not going to be very good, but they still have potential. They still have a lot of key talent. Um, and I think Lamar is just going to keep balling out right now. I think that's going to keep happening against Cleveland. Cleveland's got to piece it together uh, eventually. I love Joe Mixon this week. Uh, against Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh, like we have mentioned, sucks dick. Um, I hate Josh Jacobs this week. We have reiterated that a few times. Yeah, I I don't like Josh Jacobs at all this week. Um, I think he is particularly um, up and down. He's not reliable. He's not going to – I mean, I personally think he's never going to really – it's not worth it to really, I think, play unless it's a flex against a good opponent. But, I mean, against Kansas City, put him nine points. That's not good. And then against Minnesota, he put up four. I, I just don't have the reliability on him. So I would pull him, and I'd be putting in David this week. Uh, David just has a higher floor and ceiling. Or, uh, yeah, floor and ceiling. So I just, I would, I'd be playing him personally. Uh, let, let me ask you this real quick, Doug. Yeah. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on Michael Thomas this week? I, I, we obviously like him as a player, but it felt last week like they weren't able to push the ball downfield as much with Teddy at quarterback. What do you think about this week's matchup? I think with more development, I have no problem with it. Um, I think Michael will not – he's not going to break out until Teddy fully, like, feels comfortable <laughs> with the team uh, and, 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 and uh, get some wide receiver one reps or QB one reps, wherever. Um, once he gets more of that, they'll be more comfortable because it's a lot of timing. It's a lot of trust, especially with 50-50 balls and especially with Michael Thomas. You know, he's probably gotten, you know, over 3,000, 5,000 balls thrown at him from Drew Brees in his life, so he's more, <clears throat> more comfortable with that. But I still see him being a wide receiver one. I mean, he's still Michael Thomas, and I think Teddy's going to have more reps, and I think he's going to be more comfortable. And I, I see him having a better week, somewhere around what they have him as, 17 points projected. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's an accurate assessment. Um, Eric, are you back on the line? Would you like to, would you like to hop back on uh, the discussion of Alex's team? Oh, I'm back. All right. I am back in black. Um, hold on, let me... Also, Miles Sanders just had a long kickoff return I did. following the Green Bay field. Goal. I didn't see that. That was pretty glorious. But I need the Packers to win this game by four and a half points, so we can't. We, unfortunately, 
Um, yeah, I think that the funny thing about Alex team is every single week he's gonna have to literally flip a fucking coin between between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, if I were Al, I could not deal with that stress. Trade him away from def- value. I would definitely trade away Deshaun Watson to uh, Eric Colness. So, <laughs> um, Alex. I, I don't want him, but like if I mean just so you don't have to deal with the stress of picking who you're gonna start, just toss your boy one. That's all I ask for. Um, but yeah, I'd agree. I think that Joe Mixon and Josh have been a little disappointing. I, I did like Josh. He looks really talented. He looked good week one. Um, but I think I'd probably agree with Doug. Um, he's looked not so, or that team has looked not so great um, as a recent. Uh, again, Mike Evans. Fucking stud. I don't. I don't see a letdown week after a pop off again. I think that's kind of uh, like I said last week's coming out party. I think Mike Evans is going to be a bona fide top five receiver the rest of the season. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas and Mike Evans both uh, stud. Uh, Question on Sean Jeffrey. Yeah, didn't, didn't uh, get him in in time. And um, I do think he has a decision. I think uh, David Montgomery very much could. I would debate starting him at flex or RB2, depending on how you wanted to uh, mix things around. Um, but, you know, Alex got a great team so far. 3-0 start. Uh, well done, Al. Should we, should we pick these, Steve? Yeah, I, I haven't spoken on Alex's oh, team yet. But sorry. I think... No, hey. No, go ahead. I, go ahead. I know when my time is up. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot to add, guys. You guys made some – both made some excellent points. Um, the only thing I'll maybe add to the Mike Evans conversation is he, he could get I, – I love his talent. I think this week the corners he's going against match up with him better. Um, I think Peters is going to be back healthy this week. And Tlaib, both of those guys are kind of lankier guys that play a little more physical. Um, maybe more of a Chris Godwin week like you guys pointed to earlier. Um, just, some, just something to think about. Right. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and pick it. I'm going to start. And I'm going to – this one's tough for me, guys. There are things that I really – No, it's not. I'm not excited about on, on both sides of these two teams. Um, I'm going to give Kyle a chance to bounce back here. I'm going to I'm going to throw the dart out there that he's able to find a running back and a quarterback to to fill in and at least do the job. Um, give me tackling some mortality. Um, Doug, go ahead and pick, and then Eric, run this. Isn't out. it just so tackling so is mortality? No, so. so what the hell even is that? A fucking a pig, dude. That's yeah, what dude, Zoe... I'm really yeah. sorry to fuck pigs, okay? I don't know about their different races. Dude, you didn't, you didn't read Animal Farm? I mean, yeah, but, like, I know the... There, there's a sow in his picture, right? Is that what it is? <laughs> Being, it's, it's, isn't Zoe, Zoe holding a little pig? Oh, I think that's yeah. is this. Never mind. Dude, and tackling sow mortalities in the ham salad division. Why does it say ham salad? What the fuck? Yeah, mine says ham salad, too. Weird. Did you not change the divisions, Eric? Huh? Not. Continue. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, yeah. Go. Go ahead, Doug. Oh, uh, well, I don't have Kyle. Um, Kyle's team's a train wreck until proven otherwise. Yeah, okay. I'm actually he's gonna, gonna. He's gonna take the L this week. I don't know if he's really gonna drop it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm actually gonna agree with Doug. I was kind of going back and forth here because I think that. Um, at first I was like, well, I think. I really love the Julio carry on Sammy Watkins stack yeah, here. For sure. Uh, but I, I think that when you just lose, when you have two players on by that are a big part of your offense, regardless of how much production you get out of those uh, spots, um, 
you, you, it just hurts you because you just have one of your 10 spots, whatever, that you just have to figure out. And Alec doesn't really have this year. I know or this matchup. Um, so I think I'm going to have to give it to Alec just because he doesn't have to find someone to replace their best player and find a quarterback off the um, uh, free agency. So I think Alec will uh, proceed to go 4-0. Terrifying. Terrifying indeed. Also, I'm glad we haven't like completely agreed on a pick yet. So, hell yeah, that's good. All right, let's move on to our next game. We've got the matchup of two two and one teams. We got a two and one Kareem Punt team led by Nathan taking on your guest today, two and one Alvin and the Chubmunk squad led by Doug Hodge. Um, Doug, we're gonna save your your sentiment for last on on your team. Um, Eric, let's let's have you start, and then I'll I'll chime in and leave it for Doug. Do you want to start on uh, Doug or, or Nate? Yeah, start on the home team, if you will. Is that Doug? Sorry, I don't even have no idea. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think I mean Doug. Doug's team's uh, been good. He's been playing some close matchups, right? Like every week, Doug, you've been pretty pretty close with everyone. Yeah, type of um, yeah, there's a few guys I like here. I mean, obviously, uh, the RB stack is one of the best in our league. I think. I think. Uh, Nick Chubb runs into a bit of a tough matchup against Baltimore. Um, New Orleans, weirdly, I could see going down in that game against Dallas, obviously, given uh, they don't have Drew Brees. I don't think that hurts to Alvin really at all. I think he's, you know, he's their best offensive weapon or playmaker, um, even more so than Michael Thomas, in my opinion. Uh, so not too necessarily worried there, at least at, and from the Alvin perspective. Uh, Adam Thielen against Chicago. I know you probably know, Doug, that, that's not ideal, but what are you going to do? Not start Adam Thielen. So um, that's a bit rough. Loved Scary Terry, though. If there if there's a player to point out um, who's been a really uh, bright spot for Washington, it's been Terry. Um, and I think he's a he's a really good uh, wide receiver, too. Um, doesn't look like you put anyone at flex here, but uh, luckily it looks like – I mean, your bench is pretty deep. Alert. Alshon Jeffrey, six-yard touchdown, 10-7 game on Doug's bench. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, but I mean, you could easily, you know, put uh, you know John Ross, John Brown, Jarvis Landry, uh, Chris Carson in there, and uh, not hate your life. So um, some good stuff uh, to like on uh, Alvin Chupmunks, uh this week. Um, just a little worried about uh, Thielen here. What do you think, Stephen? Holy cow! The New York Football Giants secondary is bad. <laughs> they get the scariest wide receiver in the National Football League, if you will, this week. Scary Terry of that school that we don't talk about in Ohio. You can run, um, but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> love what I've seen from the kid the, the the past past three weeks. He looks locked in. He and Keenum have a nice Keenum have a nice rapport. Uh, I love him slotted in this week. Um, I think it could be could be a field day for Terry. Um, I also like the the options that, that Doug has on his bench to slide into flex, as you mentioned, particularly Chris Carson, maybe to bounce back and not fumble the football so many times. Um, I haven't been super impressed with Arizona's ability to stop the run. You already covered the running back combo. I don't have a whole heck of a lot else to add other than a reminder that Phillip Rivers is playing the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> Doug, speak to us about your squad. Philip Rivers is indeed playing the Miami Dolphins. Also, alert, Elshon's touchdown has been reverted. Alert. No, Penalty on Zacherts. It's still a touchdown. Zachary. Are Wait, you really? behind? What are you guys watching it on? Dude, my fucking Twitch stream keeps breaking. Yeah, so, no. Ready? You guys are like four minutes behind. 
Okay, I'm going on Reddit. Um, yeah, Alshon's touchdown is legitimate. Uh, it is not a penalty. I'm Eagles. Get fucked, Nolan. Uh, go, Kyle. And fuck you, Flatline. I actually forgot what team you liked. <laughs> um, but uh, I am right now, yeah, my biggest question is Flex. Um, I think my team's pretty solid because Adam Thielen is – he's matchup proof too. I mean, what is the worst game he had last year? Ten points. I think I'm good. Um, he's going to still get catches even if they're short. He's going to get PPR points. And if there's going to be a touchdown scored, it's probably going to be his. So – I feel pretty. Stunned. When Doug says if there's going to be a touchdown scored, he means in that game because the total is set at 38. Holy <laughs> shit. That is low even for the NFL. Dude, I take the over. I don't. No, hell no. I'm taking the under hard. That's game, that game's going to be 17 to 13. Like, seriously. Bears I don't know how to do math. Is that, is that less than 38? <laughs> That's 30 for those of you counting at home. Oh um, <laughs> and FC North football at its finest. Yeah. Hey, best division in football. Best division in football. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's the deepest right now for sure. It's not even debatable. No other team has, or no other division has three teams that are competing for the playoffs. For sure. We were talking about this at work the other day. As a quick aside, if you if you did, like, if you did a football tournament and you just did the all stars from each division, we thought the NFC North would far and away have the best team. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. There's definitely the most depth there. That's a big face mask. Okay, Devontae's good football. Um, yeah, so I feel pretty solid about my team in a lot of spots, except for, um, for some reason, I cannot get a quarterback because, I don't know. But Phil is going to be, I think, a good fill-in. But, yeah, I think my biggest question mark is obviously flex. I have no idea what to do there this week. I'm leaning towards John Ross 3 right now. Don't hate it. Let's go over to Nate's side of the football. The couple of things that I'd like to point out here, Patrick Mahomes gets to play in a dome as if he wasn't already wasn't unfair enough. The two running backs for Nate get kind of tough matchups this week, which I'm guessing that Eric or Doug will elaborate on. So I won't, I won't speak there too much. Um, Cooper cup goes against Tampa Bay. Who's really struggled against tight ends. I like cup in this game. Um, he plays inside a lot. They don't really have a tight end they use a lot. Gerald Everett isn't that guy. We saw what Everett Ingram did last week, playing a lot from the inside, either in the slot or on the end of the line. I'm imagining Cup will be running a lot of the similar type routes against the nickel or inside line or outside linebacker um, type personnel for um, Tampa Bay. So I like Cup to have another big game to follow up last week's performance. Why is Carlos Hyde Nate's flex? <laughs> yep. Donald, I hope he doesn't listen to this because I want that there because that's retarded. Okay. Eric, go ahead. Um, yeah, I think I'll, yeah, I'll quickly touch on um, Delvin Cook. I think Delvin Cook has been the, mo- the most bona fide, most explosive running back so far this season. But unfortunately, he gets probably what's going to be his toughest matchup against Chicago's run defense. I mean, y- you look at our team – and the most visible thing is obviously our pass rush, but you look at Danny Trevathan filling in gaps, and you look at even uh, fucking uh, Khalil Mack kind of dropping off and really reading the run amazingly. So I know uh, Minnesota likes to run the ball more than New York team in NFL, and Dalvin's a beast, but I definitely think you need to. Un- unfortunately, I wouldn't expect another 100 yard game out of Delvin. Uh, highlights, though Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes against Detroit. 
in a dome. He's going to throw four touchdowns. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be huge. Also, absolutely fucking love Cooper Cup against Tampa Bay. It's going to be comedy. Um, I've like we talked about in previous pods of like Cooper all year, and uh, Tampa Bay secondary is top three worst in the NFL. So, uh, lots of like a nice team, but yeah, Carlos side rough, rough life, rough life. Doug, anything to comment on Nate's side of the ball? Your 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 vaunted opponent. Um. I don't – so I don't think Philip Lindsay has quite the game he had last week. I don't think Dalvin has quite the week. Um, I see DeAndre getting 20-ish at the most. I see Cooper Cup getting about what he's projected. I just don't see a lot of explosiveness on his team outside of Patty. So as long as Patty cakes, stays somewhat subdued. Um, Which you won't be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But as long as Patrick is under 45 points, I think I'm in a good spot. But um, I just this week for Nate, I just don't see any of his matchups really being uh, – like nothing's going to pop. I don't think anyone's going to blow up. I think it's going to be a very average to above average week for each person. He's not going to have anyone bust for zero points or anything like that. So I think he puts up a respectable 135, and I either match that or, or I lose. You know, I think it's – but yeah, it's going to be respectable. He's going to have a good week, but it's just not going to be crazy. Nate not busting sounds wrong. <laughs> bad take. Yeah, busting up. Um, let's go ahead and pick this one. I want to start it. I'll keep it short and concise. Kareem punt by a singular Greg Zerline fifty-one yard field goal. <laughs> That's painful. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. What hurts, Stephen? The way you do me. I'll go next. I'll take. I'm gonna go ahead and take Alvin and the Chubmunks here to go three and one. I think Philip Rivers is absolutely gonna make Miami his bitch this week. Um, I think that's actually that's gonna negate a bit of the Mahomes uh, uh, monstrosity. Uh, Alvin's gonna be a beast. Um, obviously temper Thielen, but uh, like I said earlier, Terry. Uh, another big highlight for me this week. So I think Doug's going to go ahead and uh, get the W here. Thank you. Yeah. Doug, would you like to pick? Yeah. Um, frankly, my my pick is entirely dependent on Patty. If Patty has an amazing game, then I see myself losing. <laughs> if Patty doesn't, then I see myself winning. And I just – I don't know. For some reason, I'm a homer. I just don't. Carlos Hyde is going to drag him down too much or something, and I, I see myself winning on this one. Respect the self-pick, dude. Sometimes you got to. Yeah. I, I'm expect. – I'll just say this. I'm expecting that matchup to be the closest one of the week. Me too. Yeah. For sure. Because because for some reason, the fantasy football guys love to see those sweat. Yep. <laughs> yep. Confirmed. All right, let's move into our next last matchup, boys. We got two wanted two teams vying to get back to 500. One will indeed get back to 500. One will be on the outside looking in at a a ugly one and three. We've got a Tyreek's babysitting service team led by Nolan that showed some life last week. Um, Eric knows all about that. And we have a flatline squad coming off of a rocketing 155-point performance last week. Um, the king of the north, if you will. Let's dig right into it. Um, Can I start this one? Eric, or... Eric have at it. No, Nolan, Nolan. Talk to me. 
tr- if no one the the day you're gonna get my respect is gonna be the day you do not go negative in every single fantasy season that we've ever played. I looked at the scores and you have you have had a negative win loss ratio every single season that we have played fantasy football. Have they Fuck ever been you. close? He had one season where he won. Okay, he had one season where he won five hundred. I will say that. I'll give him that. You, you, you went even once, Nolan. Congrats. So, anyway, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> uh, that being said, you want to talk about Flatline's team? No, no, I'll talk about I'll talk about Nolan's team. No, I'm just I'm I'm just uh, jacking your cock. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's some there's some obviously you love Zeke Elliott here in this spot. Uh, another kind of worry though is like I I do really like Dallas going up in that game. Uh, and just like last week, Tony Pollard was kind of it was kind of the Tony Pollard show at the end of that game. Uh, so if there's anything downside of Zeke being so good or Dallas being uh, performing well so far this season, Zeke might not play the whole game. Uh, I also really like Mark Andrews. That was a solid pickup. That guy came kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, Brandon Cooks against Tampa Bay. There, definitely some good stuff to, uh, to look at. I know we're watching the Packers game right now, but uh, MVS – Currently only has, uh, I think, one catch for four yards or something, um, but it's not uh, yet over. Uh, yeah, Nolan's team is kind of like a – I feel like a late a late uh, league team. This has got Tyreek and AJ on the bench. I will say, um, while um, MVS has 1.4 points, Devontae Adams has 21 points. <laughs> Slight discrepancy there. Yeah. True. This is true. Um, and I – I don't. I, this is weird to say because they're playing right now, but I didn't. I did not like Carson Wentz going into this week that much against uh, Green Bay. Um, so I think I think Nolan's ceiling's a bit a bit capped this week. What do you think um, on this one, uh, Doug? Yeah, I I agree with you there. I Nolan's he's got a tough like matchups is basically what we're we're going at right now. Like New Orleans is not a tough matchup in the case of running. It's a tough matchup in the case of game plan and and the game flow he's i don't know if it's really going to be his his day because if say teddy bridgewater does do it and he, he becomes beast mode um will take over that game it's going to be the guy that you know dak the guy that they're, they're going to be paying somebody. um so i don't know we'll, we'll see but it's just i don't see carson doing well i agree with you 100 percent on that um Carson is well. He just fumbled and Packers scored a touchdown. So yeah, you're you're no Sadamus. Um, I just don't see uh, Carson having a game against. They're the number one passing defense right now. I mean, I know it's been a short season, but they're the number like, and it hurts to say, but the Packers have the number one passing defense right now. So, it's, by the way, guys, Packers minus four and a half, cashing it in. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good too early game. to say. I know. Um. Why would you say that a lot? <laughs> yeah, right? Now that's going to get turned over and returned. I, I was pranking you guys. I was pranking you guys. Um, I don't really like uh, Brandon Cooks <laughs> this week just because I just don't like Brandon Cooks this week or, or the Rams. <laughs> this is one of those like trap games for the Rams, even though Tampa sucks. Wait, that's why it's a trap game. Um, Liner Fournette against Denver. Denver's defense is not what it once was. However, I think Vic is going to get it to where it once was. So, And it's Leonard. I wouldn't trust those hammies. There's Swiss cheese, not Swiss cheese, string cheese, different cheese. Um, but I also, uh, well, yeah, 
well, he doesn't really have any depth, so he's kind of doing what he can right now. I probably would have played uh, Demarcus Robinson or Rex Burkhead over at FBS. Wait, wait, wait to steal my thunder here, Doug. But, uh, <laughs> you know, either you know one and go zero and four, or none mind one and three again, and have fun in your losing season. I am so disgusted that Nolan started MVS over to Marcus Robinson. It's not even funny. Um, it it doesn't make much sense. I think Will Fuller probably had more upside too, and I I don't know with with more upside maybe on the line. I would have been interested to see Kyler Murray in the lineup instead of Carson. I mean, honestly, he probably uh, played MVS because he wants to root for somebody on the Packers tonight. I'm interested to see if. No one listens to this. I did mention earlier, tight ends have been killing Arizona. I'm interested to see what Nolan does at tight end. I will leave it at that. Let's move over to flatline side of the football. Um, Eric, how about you start as my friend? Yeah, I'll, I'll get it started. I think that uh, flat flatline's been putting up some pretty big point totals, uh, but I think this week might be. I don't know. I feel like for whatever reason. Flatlines team does no one like sticks out to me as being like a, a a big monster for him or like a league winner per se. Um, I do like Dak obviously against New Orleans. I think that's a pretty good uh, match for him. I think Jules could be in for a struggle week. I know it's PPR, so like he'll probably be fine. His floor is okay, but um, I don't see Jules um, popping off too hard. Uh, Evan Ingram again though against Washington. You always love to have a guy tight end that can get you 20 every week. That's good. Um, and then Tyler Lockett at flex. Uh, a good, pretty good spot for him uh, there. But, yeah, there's, I think that it's just, there's no one that really sticks out to me as being uh, super impressive uh, this week. Doug, would you like to like to hop into the conversation? Yeah, this uh, so basically what we've said for both these teams is they're not impressive, and this is a boring game because <laughs> both these guys are not impressive this week. Um, I would like to, th- I think Tyler Lockett is impressive this week, but that's about the gist of where this that this game is. Um, they just have very solid floor teams. They're both always gonna, I'd say, be like a little yeah. At the lowest, their team, uh, their score, but like a lot of them are pretty reliant on. They're just on bad teams, so they don't get these blow up games, and it's just though. It, it, I don't know what to say, but I, one thing I would like to say, Nolan, actually for you, is uh, if you're going to start someone on Thursday, you don't start them the flex, because that just cuts off everything. If you start them in your actual wide receiver slot, it means that you can put in a running back in your flex. Or the wide receiver. Tip. Pro tip. And that was today's coaching <laughs> that was today's coaching corner with Doug. He would at least be able to pull out Brandon Cooks and put in someone like a Rex Burkhead or you know a, Wait, or pull out Brandon Cooks. Pull out Tyrell Williams. Well, I mean, let's let's not get too deep Oh, I didn't even I, I just looked up at his receiver and I just saw one. But I'm just saying, like just so if no one um, does that, guys, there's a tip. Boys, I like Flatline's team this week a lot. Um, Ty Lockett, you already mentioned, gets to go against a trash Arizona secondary. I'm ready for some more Russell to Tyler magic. Evan Ingram, one of the most dynamic tight ends in the league, really more of a wide receiver, better playing out of the slot and even out wide than he is out of a three-point stance. Um, he goes against a defense that we've seen be 
pretty terrible over and over again. And we saw old man Jason Witten have some nice success against Washington a couple weeks back. Um, Juju gets to go against a bad secondary. And Dak Prescott is your number two rated quarterback in the National Football League, according to Jeff Sagarin's Sagarin ratings. And he goes against a New Orleans team that can't stop anybody. Um, I don't know if you guys recall or not, Russell Wilson had 43 fantasy points last week. Um, I'm not saying Dak's going to top 40 this week because they probably won't be chasing as much in that game. But it wouldn't shock me if we saw a 28-plus point week from Dak. Um, I'm excited about Flatline's team. That being said, I'm just going to pick this game. Give me Flatline. Any chance I get to fade Nolan off of the win, I will do it. Historical precedent. I kind of disagree on the New Orleans pick. Because their defense is not much different than it was last year. I think they're still good. I think it was just Russell playing in his home turf, playing his ass off. Um, I still like New Orleans defense. So I don't really – I'm not high on Dak right now. I'll never be high on Dak until he shows me something. He's always been middling. So whatever. Um, 28th ranked defense DVOA. Yeah, New Orleans, that's fine. So it's the third week of the season. I know. Small sample size. Valid points in both ends. Yeah. New Orleans defense hasn't changed, and they won the NFC Championship game last year, and they won it, and that's as far as everyone's concerned. So, I, I and they didn't get destroyed by the Rams' offense. So, I still think they're a good team. They still have a good, decent enough defense to win a Super Bowl, and uh, I think uh, I still and I don't trust Dak. I just I think he's had complete garbage games, and I don't know. Um, he's got, he's had he's got some of the best teammates around uh, him, and he still shows a way to look worse than Mitchell Trubisky half the time. And it's incredible. I just, it's incredible. He has one of the best lines of football. He's one of the best running backs. I, like, how do you not, how do you look so bad? But whatever. Um, Julian's hurt, right? So I kind of disagree with you there. He's going to play, but I mean, I don't know how much a rib affects Julian. I think he, he's, he runs on pure rage and a lot of PEDs. But um, uh, yeah, I, I also miss Evan Ingram. You're right about that. I, I didn't mention but, Julian. Obviously. Are you referring to Eric's point about Julian? I think you mentioned him. Yeah, you yeah, said he's I, I did not week. mention Julian. I said I didn't like Julian. I oh. said in PPR, his floor is probably still decent, but I don't like him to go too hard this game. And I didn't mention him at all. What the fuck, Doug? Sorry. Yeah, um, I got <laughs> – entire Lockett's pretty good. I, I think he's good. He's a wide receiver one for a very good offense. I think he's going to have a great year. So, I also have uh, Brandon Lavery because Nolan's team is an abortion. Brandon Lavery sounded disgusting coming out of your mouth for some reason. <laughs> I, I looked up and I saw under the thing Brandon Lavery, so I just, yeah. Honestly, it was kind of like, who the fuck is Brandon Lavery? Who is that? <laughs> who is that? Who's this fucking guy in our in a fantasy league? <laughs> All right, Eric. Um, Just out of pure rage that I lost to fucking Golden last week, I, it's got to be flatline. Yeah. I I just cannot pick Nolan to win. Like he he barely like he put up one eighteen. That still sucks, cock. Like I just I just <laughs> that like, still sucks. Yeah. I, I just I, my team just died. Uh, <laughs> sorry, so, done. <laughs> so I know I said I know Jesus. I know I said Flatline's team's ceiling might be a little cap, in my opinion, this week, but I still think um, I'm going to give him the W here. So we all got Flatline. Good. Okay. We're, we're in agreement. All right, boys. It's that time of week. We've gotten through our picks. 
We've talked about some guys that we like and don't like, but let's lock in our studs and duds. We're each going to pick one stud from this week's slate that we expect to outperform expectations and one dud that we expect to not get the job done. Um, Douglas, would, would you, do you have your studs and duds locked and loaded? Would you like to start with one stud? Yes. My stud, I don't want to pick anyone obvious, um, so I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes. Just kidding. Um, I'm going to pick Kenny Galladay against KC. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, yeah I think he's going to get about 28 to 30 points. Wait, uh, can you not? Can you not, though? Because Steven picked him last week as a star, I think, and he scored three points. Oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to fix the same one Steven picked. My star's Devontae Adams. I'm just kidding. As he has 21 points. All right, skip me. Um, Eric, I don't want to alarm your Packers pick, but – 14 to 13 Eagles. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Cut my life into pieces. And I also don't want to alarm you. Right as you put the the live on-air jinx on your bet, I live bet the Eagles plus eight and a half. Fuck, dude. Why'd I do that? Sorry. Because you, right. you never stuff. bet Eric, for yeah. the Packers. That's your fault, Eric. Dude, bro, the <laughs> Eagles suck. Um, okay. Uh... Stud. Good stud, Doug. I like it. Uh, my stud, um, we alluded to it. I alluded to it earlier, but it's got to be Terry, right? I mean, I think. Yeah, I like it. Terry, a wide receiver, too, here against the New York Giants. He's been good all year. He had, He's not one of those guys where he's like flashed once, you know, and you're like, oh, well, he caught one 60 yard touchdown, so he's good now. I think he's there, bona fide wide receiver one <laughs> against a bad defense. Uh, really like Terry to uh, outperform expectations here. And, um,. Do really good. So, start of the week, uh, Scary Terry. I don't like to pick a player as my start of the week that's coming off of a good week. Um, my start of the week I was leaning toward was Cooper Cup, um, a lot of which because of the matchup. I'm going to go a little more under the radar here. Uh, a guy who I think could have a lot of success in the passing game because of what I saw Alvin Kamara do against this team last week. I'm going to go with David Johnson. Um, who I know isn't a, isn't maybe a sexy pick right now, um, based on that offense's latest performances. Um, but for the same reasons that I liked Kamara last week, I like Johnson here. Lock him in as my stud of the week. Steve, um, Eric, du- why du- do you do me like that? You counter jinx me. Get counter jinxed, bro. <laughs> well, let's come around back around the horn to dud for a, for a dud of the week. Uh, my dud of the week is going to be. Let's go with Philip Lindsay. Respectable. I might have that might have been mine. Oh, that's, that's a risky dud, though. <laughs> continue. Um, I think uh, he had a great week last week, but for some reason they love to use Booker just way too much. Way too much. That guy is just he's he's actually boring to watch for, as a football player. Um, so I, I think Philip Lindsay is going to have less load this week. And against Jacksonville, who is the hottest team in football, there is no competition. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I just see him as underperforming. I don't think he's going to have a big breakout, uh, you know, screen or anything like that, like he like he did last week. Um, so, yeah, he's my stud. Or he's my dad, sorry. Eric? I'm going to get a little crazy here, boys. I'm going to get a little fucking crazy. My dad of the week. Is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has been an absolute monster, but I believe in the Chicago Bears. I think they don't let him find the end zone. 
and uh, he has a disappointing performance for uh, your boy Nathan over here. I know that's that's I know it's crazy, but Del- Delvin Cook. Guys, my my dud of the week is Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> <laughs> just just kidding, guys. Um, I have to go with someone on Nolan's team, though. I'm really not excited about Leonard Fournette's outlook this week. Um, not because of workload. It should be a low-scoring game on both ends with both teams looking to establish their run. Um, but I'm just not seeing a lot of chunk plays coming in this game. And I, I think Leonard's total fantasy output is probably capped by whether or not he finds the end zone. And it may be perhaps if he can find the end zone more than once. I'm not expecting him to find Pater. Um, more than one time and not expecting a um, a high yardage total locking him in as my dug dud of the week your dug of the week um, got it any honorable mentions you guys wanted to mention um carlos hyde we go to our last segment what carlos hyde no, <laughs> carlos hyde your dug of the week is carlos hyde all right let's move on to our last segment you guys already know what it is eric would you like to do the honors Show me what you got. There it is. Where we pick a player either around the league that's a, a actual NFL player that's trying to score us fantasy points or one of the league managers or even a, a team in the National Football League that we want to show us what they've got and maybe maybe give them a little call out this week. Now or never time. Um, Eric, how about you start us? Then we'll go to Doug, and I'll I'll round it out. Thank you, Stephen, for passing me the reins. This one, you guys, I know you guys know see know what's coming. Wayne Gallman, Wayne, <laughs> listen to me, buddy. You're playing Washington, your first full game. Saquon's hurt. You got a new quarterback. People are excited. A lot of people are starting you this week. I'm starting you. I trust you, man. I trust you. Don't fuck this up, Wayne Gallman. Show me what you got. That's my pick. Well, all right. Douglas, who's going to show you what they've got this week? My show me what you've got is going to surprise people. It's David Montgomery. Ooh, I believe yeah. David needs to come out and play football. Um, obviously, some of it is tempo. Some of it is moving into a new offense, joining the NFL, things like that. He's a rookie, so this is why it is the show me what you've got. Um, I want to see him perform. I want to see him get a lot of attempts. I want to see him move the ball. Um, he obviously uh, he had 18 attempts against Denver, and he had 13 against Washington. But they obviously wanted Mitchell to take control of that game a little more in Washington. So um, David was taken out a little bit. But I want to see what David's capable of. I want to see him perform. I want to I see him break out. Show me, David. Show me what you got. Ooh, fumble. I enjoyed that, Doug. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I, this is kind of a joint. Show me what you got. Calling out a player and a manager that manages that player. Strip sack on Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, go ahead. I alluded to this earlier. Now or never, time. James Connor. If this offense is ever going to do anything, and if you're gonna show me that you're still the potential of an actual RB two, now is the time. Do it for JJ because JJ needs to show. He deserves some respect in this league Trope. by beating a worthy opponent. James Conner, show me and JJ's team why you earned some respect, why, why, why you deserve some respect in that name. Show me what you got. 
that's it, folks. That's our show. Woo! I hope you guys enjoyed it. We ran an hour and a half runtime or so. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed every minute of it, just like I did. Um, Eric and Doug, anything anything to add as we as we march on in week four um, before we sign off? Um, good luck, everybody. Yeah, good luck. Have fun. Uh, everything is within jest. I love you all. Same. All right, boys. That's it. Enjoy your Thursday night. Enjoy Thursday night football. Crack open a beer. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, and let's have a great weekend of football. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Go Bears. Adios. Bye.